Welcome back. Gang, gang, gang. We in it. All NBA. All NBA pod. We getting these teams ready. We're about to break it down because there are some paychecks on the line. Funny enough, I still can't believe the media decides who gets paid more and who gets paid less off these all NBA teams. But first things first, I'm going to introduce the other guys on the on the squad, on the pod. Got my guy Joseph LaRusso. Hey, happy to talk basketball. What's up, man? What up? Man, I say you're Italian and you hit us with the A. It only felt right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess so. And then I got Brandon DeGroote with the Marvel crossover. Yo, yo, yo. All right. So let's do all NBA, guys. I mean, I say this all the time. I say I'm going to say it again. Let's get right into it. First team, first position. Do a little point guard action with Stefan Chef Curry. You got it, my guy. It's a pretty... Pretty hard guy to overlook. Uh, I also have him at starting point guard. Who do you got, Brandon? Yeah, he's my first guard. His numbers are insane. 31 points a game, 5-5. Five and five. 42% from three. Like, the dude is just, like, a sharpshooter, if we've ever seen one. 91% from the free throw. Like, yeah, this dude is just on another level this year, especially the last month. He's just taking over. Well, what I find funny is, so I kind of expected it last year when um, KD was gone and his he was going to start snapping. But this year, it's like they know Steph Curry's the offense. They know he's going to shoot threes off dribble. They know he's going to shoot threes off screens. They know he's going to take deep threes. Like, they pretty much almost, to an extent, know what he's going to do, and they still can't stop it. Dude, they're picking him up defensively at, like, the half-court line. Like, you literally have to pick him up, like, right away. You can't give him, like, any space, and he's still, like, yeah, like, doing his Steph Curry thing with no one yeah. else. Like, I can't just imagine what this guy's going to be like next year when he gets Clay back. Like, this dude's insane. And if they somehow get the Minnesota pick, yeah, they're, they're going to be better next yeah. year. And, and another funny thing is essentially when they do pick and rolls, like both of the guys, like the guy covering the picker, the guy sending the pick, and then the guy covering Steph, they essentially both like trap on him to cover the three-point shot, and they, and they still can't stop it. I mean, that's what gives Draymond Green, like, what like makes him so good is that both guys have to basically gov- cover Steph, which gives Draymond basically like a four on three, like he- like head first straight to the basket, and it's like he's like one of the most like Dynamic. deadly guys in that situation where he's gonna be able to know to make the right decision. So like I think like overall those two guys are just yeah really working well together this year. Yeah, it's just the power of yeah. an unselfish superstar. Even when he's not involved with the ball or setting a screen, like off ball action, he's setting a screen. He is. The most dynamic superstar we've ever seen, and he's also the most unselfish superstar we've ever seen for being willing to sacrifice his role in the offense and not be looked at as the guy who has the ball at all times. He allows Draymond yeah. to take control. He allows other guys to take control, and it's really what has allowed him to become the greatest shooter of all time. He plays like a role player more than any other superstar, where most superstars are very on ball. Let me shoot off the dribble. Let me like we're like Steph is like oh I, like you want the ball cool like I'll just run all day. Uh, off of screens and run around and set picks and like i'll do the stuff i need to do and then when i get the shot like i'll hit it or i could like just take all this gravity and let you do your thing like you said like he just plays so well without the ball like we've never really seen another superstar play this way yeah well it's like honestly just watching games when he's running around screens off ball he's like just as dangerous as when he's dribbling through traffic trying to find his spot yeah 
it's like funny because like usually when you watch games, you try to see where the ball's going, like pers- the person that has the ball. And whenever like the Warriors, you always just look at Steph. You don't really look at the ball all the time. And it's one of the few players. Ray yeah. Allen is like kind of another guy where it was like the same thing where you like every you always had to know where Ray Allen was. Like he was always trying to hug some corner for a corner three. Or something hot like route, that. Hot routes. Yeah, hot route, hot route. These type of guys, yeah, man, you can't leave yeah. them open, and they're always going to find a way to get open. So they're just very fun to watch. Yeah, and that's that's the threat of the Warriors, and that's why the Warriors are so elite is because, yeah, it's almost like it makes everyone second guess, like, should I double team on the close with Steph, or should I let you know trust the guy to cover him? And you got to pick your poison. It. I mean, but let's get on to numero dos, number two, that two card. And this might be some like positional controversy right here, but you know I think that might be the theme of the All NBA pod is there's going to be some positional controversy. But I got my boy Luca at a two guard, and do you guys feel the same way? You know, you, are we putting him at a guard? Are we putting him at a forward? Uh, yeah, I got him at guard. He's listed as guard. People like to na- label him as a guard. So for this exercise, I have him as guard. So yeah, he's my second guard for the first team. He's just like barely missing out on a triple-double. The dude's insane. Yeah, he's averaging 28.6 points per game, a steal a game, 8.9 assists, so might as well be 9 assists, 8 boards, 73% from the free throw line. So if he gets that up to the 80 85% that most superstars of his caliber have. He's going to be in the race for scoring titles every year. And he's also shooting 35% from three on very difficult shots that most guys wouldn't even dream of taking. Luca is hitting those shots in his third year in the league at 22. So you put all that together and yeah, there's no way this guy is not on first team all NBA. And like you said, Abel, there's, there's definitely some debate about what position he actually plays because he's six, eight. And like we're saying, he can shoot the lights out, but he he's just he's a little bit like Harden, like LeBron, where he could he could just fit anywhere, play any position, any role. He's he's gonna get the most out of any offense he's on. So he's also in my starting five. Yeah. Well, the the crazy thing too about him with his three point percentage, he is the lowest in the league of his three points are assisted. So essentially, he has the most unassisted threes in the in the league. Which just means every single shot is difficult. Like he's getting no open looks. Every yeah. no open looks. <laughs> At twenty two, bro. <laughs> he's creating his own shot on three more likely than not. Way more likely than not. Twenty two percent of the time he his threes are assisted. Which means that seventy eight percent of the time when he makes a three, he's doing it by himself. He's getting his own yeah. shot. Like that is insane. <laughs> Like, like obviously, these step backs are like, yeah, like he's really the only guy that we've seen hit like them at a consistent rate besides Harden, honestly. So, yeah, step back special, man. Straight up, straight step back special. Like, and I mean, he has like kind of revolutionized it to an extent because, like you said, Harden kind of also made it work with, with the ISO game in, in Houston, but it's like he just makes it look so smooth, and that's why they're like, don't make him go left, man, because he's going to step it. Step back and pretty much pop it in your face. Clutch clutch time, anytime. I mean, it's going to be interesting in the playoffs. We already saw it last year, but I'm sure we're, I'm sure it's not going to be the last time we're going to see that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, Luca, pretty, I think, pretty unanimous so far. I mean, this pod's going to be kind of boring if we're agreeing all over the place, but that's the beauty we'll of it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Don't it's worry. It's all NBA. Yeah, we'll get there, man. I mean, I kind of got a feeling that this might be the spot where it gets a little more spicy. Because at three, I got Kawhi. 
and I had a feeling that you guys are not going to fuck with that. Oh, I don't have it necessarily ranked in number order, so I have Kawhi at the second forward position, but no, he's he's also on my first team All-NBA. I'm huge Kawhi Leonard fan. Obviously, the production has not totally been there on the defensive end this year. Like, don't get me wrong, if I could have somebody to guard one person for one possession, I'm still probably going to pick Kawhi Leonard, but you could just see he's saving it and really just becoming or continuing to be the offensive closer that he's been for the last five years. Yeah, I mean, he, the team's winning, and sure, Paul George is having also a really good year, but Kawhi's, he's the one that's a catalyst for the offense, for the defense. I mean, even if his defensive stats are down, he's still like the guy you, I mean, I, I think more likely than not, if I could choose between Kawhi and another NBA player to lock down a guy one-on-one, I'll probably take Kawhi. Right. And it's and it's not even that his like counting stats are down. He's averaging two stocks a game between one point six steals and point four blocks. So the, like the defensive numbers are there. I just feel like on a game to game basis, he's not necessarily guarding the number one guy. They might give that to Paul George. They might give that to anybody else on their starting five that would just be better at using the full forty eight minutes to give someone hell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't really need to though. I Not mean, the it's kind season. of like at the point where, like, let's preserve him for the off season. Absolutely. Like, you know, you know, the Clippers are gonna get there. I mean, he's almost like he's on that LeBron James trajectory where you know your team's gonna get there more likely than not with a good seed. So, like, hold him out, get him a hundred percent healthy. I mean, obviously, this year's a bad example for LeBron, but you know, let him be healthy and he could really turn it up, turn it up in the in the playoffs. Wait, so Brandon. Do you also have Kawhi here? Or did you have somebody else? Uh, so Kawhi is actually on my second team. Ooh. Uh, I, I had made, a feeling. I had a feeling someone was gonna be, not put him so, on the first team. So uh, th- this was like, so I wanted to put LeBron, but then I was like, he just hasn't played enough games, so it's hard for me to get there. It, I mean, for me though, it was almost like a little blessing because every year it's like it's always LeBron, so it's nice to have a little variability. I think Kawhi was my next choice, but then after I did some digging, I felt like. I think I have another guy ahead of Kawhi, but I'll just I'll, I'll move on to Giannis right now because I'm assuming we all have Giannis on our yeah 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 yeah. So Giannis is just he's having literally like a third straight year of just being like 28 and 10, like five assists. Do you like the guy like super efficient? Plays one of the best defensive players in the league. Goes back to the LeBron thing where it might be just a little boring because he's just doing it so well, but he's just so good. I got him at. Uh, three spot i'm assuming like i said you guys have him here yeah well he's my fourth spot but you know you know what the deal is you know what's good yeah just to hit his numbers real quick 28 points averaging two and a half stocks a game between 1.2 steals 1.3 blocks 11 boards so double double machine 5.9 assists and i have to think that's a little bit better than last year so the playmaking is getting a little bit better three-point percentage obviously less than desired at 31 percent but He's, he's knocking him down more consistently. I mean, I think we all have had this conversation. And when the defense sees him taking those shots, like, it's a sigh of relief, you know? They would much rather oh, see sure. him take those shots than go to the Like, yeah. you could tell he's yeah. trying to get better at it, but it's yeah. almost just like, kind of get better in the offseason more than, like, these games, you I know? know? Like, yeah. No, I mean, it, it's admirable. I, I'm almost of the opinion at this point where he should just stick to being 
the dominant force that he is at the basket and just Russell let the Westbrook threes go. last well, year. No, no, no. First three quarters, first three quarters, dude, shoot it. I don't even care, man. Fourth quarter, you should, you should, you should. Yeah, the legs are any, tired. Any jump shots? I agree. Any jump shots in the th- in the fourth and quarter? That's yeah, how I felt tired, in that Nets game. Get some dunks. Yeah. Work the post, like straight up. You're more dominant dude, he, than that's that. why they were purposely leaving him open in that Nets game. And that's what it feels. And he like. was missing in the fourth quarter, and he was missing in the fourth yes. quarter. He was making them in the first three quarters, and in the fourth quarter, like it was just wasn't there. And that's the only reason they got close. Yeah, but in the coaching staff really have to have a come to Jesus moment with him and just let him know, like Giannis, like there's a reason you're open in the fourth quarter from these shots. You know, like if he does that, I I feel like the Bucks really are going to be a title. I mean, contender. like I said, Russell Westbrook last year literally got down to being like shooting less less than like one three a game and just became just one of the most efficient players because he just did what he did well, you know. And that's why like Giannis doesn't need isn't that extreme. Like, but if he did just a slightly you know, cleaner diet in his uh, shot selection. I think he just do take it to even further level. Agreed. Right, right now he's almost at four. I feel like if he brings it down to three, give him a three a quarter. You know. Right, because you got to keep the defense honest. Essentially, yeah, I agree. Yeah, keep him keep him honest all three quarters, and guess what? In the fourth quarter, they might bite on it. They might close out on it, and you get a free yeah, dunk. Money time. I mean, yeah. that's. That's the whole benefit of him shooting threes. There, there is no real benefit of him making the three besides so they can close out on him. Right. And it, essentially, if he doesn't do it in the fourth quarter, then that takes out a whole defensive strategy against the Bucks. Because then you don't have to worry about quick possessions. I mean, in my opinion, a bad possession if he's taking a three within the first... 14 seconds of the shot clock you know like if it's not 10 or under yeah yeah there's no reason like, to like rush that's that. a bad possession that's a bad possession even so if you're like, open like there's no reason that you have time to get a better shot exactly so but i mean the thing is it's keeping them honest and i think people will remember that defenders will remember that yeah. i mean it's a, nba players are so smart that they might realize that you know either way don't close out on him it doesn't benefit them to close out and on that's him. okay let him shoot the three yeah. Yeah, and that's what KD did. But I'm saying, like, it's still, like, if that's your whole thing, you might as well stop it in the fourth quarter before it bites you in the ass and you end up not making it to an Eastern Conference Finals, which I think is an absolute must, at least for, for Coach Bud's ass. Oh, yeah. No, he's he, – yeah. there's yeah, no yeah, way dude. they could bring him back if they don't make the ECF. Otherwise, they're just – they're yeah. wasting Giannis, in, in my opinion. I think, yeah, they have to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's tough, man, because internally I've heard all these guys like Bud. I heard Drew Holiday say on a recent podcast with J.J. Redick that Coach Bud is like – I'm pretty sure Giannis like Jason Kidd too, and that didn't stop him. Oh, I mean, I'm not – I'm not – dude, there's no way I'm going to compare Jason Kidd to Coach Bud. Coach <laughs> Bud has won in the regular season. He seems like he gets these guys to play the way that they're supposed to play. It's just – in the playoffs, there's a completely different story. You know, we have all this evidence. Well, Coach Bud, actually, I think I, I saw a stat. I don't have it up right now, but he has, like, the most efficient. Oh, i seen that. Yeah, that, that like, coming out of timeouts, like, he has He's the great. best, like, yeah, succession, yeah. succession rate out of coming out of timeouts, yep. which is, like. We just saw it yesterday. They needed a bucket yeah. in the fourth quarter. They drew up a great play and got Middleton a layup over Kyrie Irving. Like, it's just, he's. I will give him credit. He is very good at what he's good at. But if you can't make adjustments in the postseason, like that's why he's lost every year, you know. Like that's that's where coaches yeah. really win. Tyron Lue won a championship by doing that. Like the best coaches make adjustments, and he needs to do that. All right, Brandon, the anticipation yeah. is killing All right. me. Who yeah, is your come other on, forward? Man. Hit us with that. Who the All right. Right. Hit us with the other forward? All man. right. What's good? So my first, I have Giannis at the three. With at the second forward, I have Zion Williamson, bro. Look, I knew it. Yeah. No, so look at no this shit. guy's stats, dude. 
He's, I mean, he's averaging 27 points, 27 points, 7 rebounds, 61% from the field in his oh. second year. This is why I didn't want to give it to him his second year. He's probably going to make a ton of first-team All-NBAs. Yes. I want to give it to, like I said, I want to give it to LeBron. I want to give it to Kawhi. I just think comparing Zion to Kawhi, I think, and also you look at Kawhi's games play to Zion. Zion, who has the stigma of being a guy that, doesn't play games. He's missed like a handful of games. He has like 12 games more played than Kawhi this year, which I think is significant. And I think just how efficient he's been inside, like I said, like he's might be better than Giannis next year. Like that's literally where he's at. Like at this point, I think the sky's the limit for this guy. It was really tough, but Zion made my cut for the top, top, top first team. So I, I actually did research on why I didn't put him on my first team. Do you want to know the last time someone made an NBA all NBA first team and didn't make the playoffs? I mean, this is why he's not on my list. I actually don't have him in my all NBA. You, you want to know, Brandon? When's the last time? 1988 is the last time. <laughs> yeah. Someone didn't make the playoffs. All right. All right. And won so, all so NBA. I would I, I would say that's fine. Who who was the player? <laughs> Who the fuck was it? Let's go. Uh, it's Charles Barkley. I man. knew it was gonna be Charles. Big Chuck. Bro, that's lit. Yeah. That's what they, another lit. thing they got in common. Another thing they got in common, bro. <laughs> that's pretty lit. I think when it's when it's I'm with Brandon. No. All, it's when it's when it's all time players like this. When we look back in 30 years, when the next Zion makes it and like he just doesn't make the playoffs, but he's just so good, and we're like, man, the last time this happened was when Zion did it, like 30 years ago. Like I think Zion's worthy of being an outlier in the history books of the league. And like who better than Charles Barkley, his like fat older father, you know, like that is literally, literally his game. inspiration. But I just feel like it, like I, I kind of, I, I get the non-playoff thing. That's partly why I want to put Kawhi there. I just think Zion is just, just on another level this year. So especially For recently, that, dude, that was the difference. That was honestly the difference. Like 1987. I was like, man, like, like you said, he's going to make an all. I just don't think it's Zion's fault. Like, I mean, I, I think I'd probably take Kawhi as a better player right now than Zion, but I just think this season, like, I just think the Zion hasn't really got a lot of help, especially specifically his coach. Like, Tyler's oh, a sure. way better coach the than coach, Van Gundy. Sure. The coach, yeah. The coach, yeah. But Brandon and trading And trading away I mean, Drew Holiday. I think, like, this team not, and yeah. Stephen Like, we've oh, talked no, about this they, team. If they had Drew, if they had Drew, it'd be a different story for yeah. sure. But still, it's just, like, 1987, man. Like, I don't know about I, you guys, but I wasn't born. No. Uh, and and, <laughs> so. and just, just to push back on his situation, like, I know none of that shit is his fault, but it's just, like, the best players can make the worst rosters. Winning teams are just, like, competitive. And, like, unfortunately, the Pelicans just have too many games where – you think it's like you're ready. I'm like this is gonna be a great matchup, and then they lose by. All right, time. all right. So, so, I don't so, so if this is your argument, then you guys gotta take Steph off your first team L in the A. If this is I what mean, you're going with, they have with, a better record, and but, they're in the playoffs. Barely, they're making the playoffs. They're making the playoffs. The Pelicans are three games behind the Warriors. There's a very good chance, like they're both in the playing tournament. I'm saying, like, if your argument is wins, I would say they're it's very close. And like I said, like I didn't even think about if how. I mean, I, I'm not Brandon saying the team's bad. I'm just saying any player in the Warriors. Brandon Ingram was better than any player in the Warriors. The, Draymond Green's like ability to like play defense and pass might be more beneficial. I mean, it fits Steph Curry Steph. than Steph, what Brandon that's what Ingram. What you're just saying about Steph, dude? You're just imagine. Brandon I mean, I'm Ingram just saying, Steph, dude. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know if Brandon, Brandon Ingram's the best player to play alongside, like Zion. Maybe not. He's essentially Wiggins. He's essentially Wiggins, like just better. Yeah. 
more efficient. He does everything Wiggins was, but just way better. I'm just going to stick with the hard line that if they had a winning record, this is a much better case. And the fact that they don't have a winning record, it, it doesn't. I'm just saying, I'm just saying literally the Warriors could have a losing record in a week. That's all I'm saying is like. I know, but they don't. As of today, they don't. Sure. I'm just saying we're doing this like before the season ends, though. So like we can't just like be like, this is set in stone. Like I there's agree. very much I just a, think, all right, a variable if, here. If you could bet on it, are the Warriors going to tank? Or are the Pelicans going to tank? I mean, I think the Pelicans are actively trying to tank where the Warriors are trying to win. All right, so how are you going to reward the, a team actively but, tanking with an all-NBA player? Like, that seems very counterproductive. It has nothing to do with Zion. That has nothing it's to do not with Zion, Zion's though. fault. I agree it's not Zion's fault. I'm just I'm trying rewarding to... Zion for doing what he's doing. And Fair. I'm rewarding Steph for what they're doing. They're both doing Fair. what they need to do. Both their teams are just shit teams like around their like both of them are just in bad situations. Uh, the Warriors are slightly better because they have Steve Kerr, which I would say equals more than three wins. So I think like it's close. Like I I, I get it if you're gonna say Pelicans aren't making the playoffs, so that's why you want to leave them off. But again, I just feel like the Steph Curry argument like there's like Luca was pretty close to not making the playoffs like two weeks ago like. They weren't in the playoffs. I still would have Luca here. Like I get playoffs as a thing, but at the same time, when it comes to All NBA, where it's just purely like MVP, I think standings and your record means a lot more. All NBA is just purely if you're a good player, then if you're just best player at your position, then I'm just gonna put you in as the best player. Totally fair. No, I mean I, honestly, it's fair, and I think a lot of people will be on your side. I mean, that was literally the only reason I had Kawhi was because of that stat, the 1988 Charles Barkley stat, and. I just couldn't I mean, do it. I, that's a good stat. Like I said, I think like it's not just a random guy. It's Zion, and yeah. like I said, it's just hilarious. Like I literally didn't even know that was Charles Barkley, and I think that just makes yeah. it even funnier that like that player happened. It's to almost be... like a a backdoor case for Brandon that it's Charles. Yeah. Barkley. <laughs> if it was any other player, if it was fucking John Smith, I'd be like, yeah, fuck John Smith. He didn't deserve it, but Charles Barkley and Zion play the exact same way. That's why I think it's just yeah, it, that, that makes my argument fit even more. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, like I said, I had a feeling the forwards were going to be a little spicy, and there it is. And I knew it was going to be Zion, where someone was going to have that take where they, he makes the All-NBA first team. And let's just finish off the first team. I mean, Jokic at center. I mean, yeah. probably the MVP of the league. Unquestionable. I mean, unquestionable. I mean, still getting it done with Jamal Murray, injured, even though Michael Porter has been a, revela- a revelation. Um Pretty much their point center, runs the offense, historic year in terms of efficiency rating. He's, I mean, it's it's almost like he's essentially, ch- he's been changing the league and the league's been changing, but this year has really highlighted it. He's highlighted it through his play. And to be shooting over over 40% from three, like, come on, man, that's that's straight elite level Dude. for a guard. Like, no, Dude. pretty much from the top scorers, the only guards that are shooting over 40% in the top 15 scores, like top scores, are Zach Levine and Steph Curry. <laughs> and Zach Levine's having a career year, and Steph Curry is arguably one of the best shooters, if not arguably the he best is. shooter in the he, league of all he time. Definitely you know, is. so yes. if yeah. Dirk Nowitzki could get eight assists a game, that's like what we're looking at. Here. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly, this is like dude. an insane player. Dude. And like, with a three to one turnover ratio, like this dude takes care of the ball. He makes the right passes. Like, I just. Yeah, you can't say enough about this guy. And the, basically, the biggest knock against him is that if you watch him, his play doesn't really stand out, dude. He just makes shots. He just takes his time. He just posts up, makes his bank shots. Like, he just does what he needs to do. I think him and James Harden are both pretty similar to that, where, like, you could, like, look up, like, at the fourth quarter, and they both have, like, 12 assists or something, and you're like, all right, I didn't even, like, notice. Like, it just so happens so easy in the flow of the game. Like, like you're saying, it doesn't really stand out, but they just do – 
everything I need to do correctly. It's funny though, because I did see there was a specific play where I was watching the game, and he literally did like a little shovel pass like to Michael Porter, and it was just a catch and shoot, and I was like, that is the easiest assist of all Dude, time. Like <laughs> it just like brought it up, and he was like, here you go, and then Michael Porter catched a three, and it was like straight dime, you know, <laughs> it, you know. But at the end of the day, that is the argument that sometimes stats don't really tell the story. Yeah. But the thing with Jokic is. He makes it look easy because of his his hook in the post looks effortless. And even his threes, like the arc on both of those shots Bro. just looks so effortless. It looks like it's literally like like an asteroid just coming down, like about to destroy yeah, the dinosaurs, man. and it lands like in the perfect spot. It's moonshots. Yeah, shot. he moonshots Dirk, Dirk-esque, it. man. It's a slow release. Yeah. It's unblockable somehow, even though it's a slow release. Like you just, you can't fucking, he's a unicorn, dude. It's, this is the unicorn yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah. 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 Speaking of unicorns, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I mean, not much to say about Jokic. So let's get on to that second team. I mean, this is another area where it might get real spicy. And I'm going to start with Dame, Mr. Spice himself. Yeah. Yes. He is. He's also one of my guards. I have another person at first guard, but Dame is the other guard that I have. Who do you have, Brandon? Yeah. I got Damian Lillard, too. He's just. He keeps just getting better every year, dude. Like, right. he's just really good. And he just kept his, like, I've been keep mentioning it, like, this whole year. He's just been keeping his team afloat without McCollum and Nurkic. And somehow they've, like, gotten worse, like, since like, McCollum's gotten better, like, further down the scenes. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Like, he's just been pretty good this whole year. Yeah, I have him uh, as my first guard in the second team. Yeah. I mean, his biggest knock is probably his field goal percentage. But, like you said, that's what happens when you put the team on your back. Right. You're, it's gonna be it's like just gonna be hard to shoot and he has expanded his range and sometimes those shots like even for an elite level unless your name is Stephen Curry I mean he's the closest to those. Steph in this in the league like he literally like that all oh, for game, sure dude. for sure but but there's like Dame and Steph you know it's like, a far second it's yeah it's a far a second we gotta uh, put respect, I think, respect I, on Steph's name that's why I think he was trying to like show in the all-star game that he was like him and Steph had like their own horse game basically and then for him to win the game on that half court shot just for yeah. no reason just for fun like he was just trying to show that he could do the Steph Curry shit and like the way that he just gets to the hoop too like is one of the best finishers in the league like he's just one of the best all-around scorers and I think he's like up to like eight assists a game this year too like which yep. has to be a career high yeah yep. like he's just doing seven, everything like seven and a half seven and a half essentially but Getting to steal a game, not really something you would expect from him, but still doing it. 92% from the free throw and taking seven over seven threes or free throws a game. I mean, that's just something where if you can count on it and that's going to be hopefully pay dividends in the playoffs that he's just going to hit free throws in close games. That's that's something I mean, that that's something that like in college with March Madness that wins or loses championships. And it's not as evident in the in the NBA because everyone's a straight up pro, but it's still important to be shooting over ninety percent. And he doesn't get like gimmick free throw calls like some guy some guards who are just really adept at drawing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dudes that are like flopping and they can really manipulate the refs in the regular season, like Damian Lillard is not that. He goes to the basket hard, no. and he's he's really good at selling calls too. Like you don't feel like he's selling them, but his reactions, the refs respect him. He's he's done it enough. 
I think the only reason I don't have him in the first card position is just he's had a slight hamstring injury that has like hampered him a little bit down the stretch. I mean, you guys know I'm in the bag for the MVP race for Dame, and it just it hasn't. Were, were you were in the I bag. was. I was. It's not. A, it's not a race. Yeah, anymore, it's not man. a race anymore. And I feel like <laughs> if he didn't get hurt, it would have still been something that I would have been loudly cheering about with nobody listening. But I, I had to move him to the second guard only because he's he's fallen off just a tick. But I mean, like you guys said, he gets better every year. He's He's one of the most electric point guards in the league. I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm going to push back a little bit because he's like started. He's played the most games out of like the top five. Oh, for sure. But it, or the, the Blazers, the, top 10 the Blazers went through like a six to seven game stretch where they were just bad and he was hurt and they were like not good. So I don't know. I'm just I'm just going off of recent history and how they were definitely on a stretch. And then they just like Brandon said, when McCollum came back, they somehow got worse. And it was just I don't know. Only thing I can explain is he played really hard when everybody was hurt, and then when everybody came back, he ended up having injuries from overexertion. All right, touche, touche. Who who you got the two spot then, or the the one spot? So my one spot, point God, motherfuckers, Chris Paul, dude. What this man is doing? I got him too for the okay. Suns. I got him too. I could not deny him that first spot in the second team. I got him in the second spot, but it. it I almost didn't want to do it. I thought like I wasn't gonna do this before, like going to this, but I was, like when I got down to it, I was like, man, this guy's like his numbers aren't gaudy. It's like sixteen and eight, but it's almost just like a classic Chris Paul season. Just does what he needs to do. Just has such like besides LeBron, I don't think there's anyone that has such control of the basketball game as much yep. as Chris Paul. Yeah, I mean, dude, last night, granted it was against the Cavs, he had twenty points, sixteen assists, and no turnovers. Like. You just yeah. you, you can't do better than what Chris Paul has done this year for the Suns, and he's got them with the one seed right now. So I, as much as I love Devin Booker and as much as I appreciate what he does for that team, they are not, not enough. They're though. not in this position without Chris Paul. So he definitely deserves to shine a little bit more than Booker. I'm sorry, Abel. I had to do it. <laughs> no, I know. I, I was just I'm trolling you because it's not enough, man. You know. No, I mean it, it, they're both great. <laughs> he, sli- he, he slipped in our power in our top five hundred or top ten under twenty five power rankings because of you, dog. I knew Brandon was gonna be against me, man, but I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it from you, dude. I just yeah. It, it's just <laughs> what point guards mean to this sport and what Chris Paul has meant for this team. Like I had to value him. I had to give it to him. All right. Well, so. I actually don't have Chris Paul as my other guard on the second team. I got Bradley Beal. Oh, yeah. Damn. Wait, Abel, Abel. Yeah, I got Bradley Beal, dog. Abel. You know, I mean, I couldn't hate on the points per game being second. I definitely hated on it. And He's not on my list at all. Abel, Gene, do you have him on your list? He did not make my list either. You guys don't have him on your list? Wow. I'm coming for, like, the Bradley Beal slight backlash, only because, like, what he does on offense is amazing, but I just... I don't know, man. I want to see him on a fucking winning team for once. I mean, to ever be averaging over 30 points a game, and you guys don't even consider him for all NBA, not even your third team, like, that's a little wild for he me. He made my fourth team. In my opinion. Yeah, he, oh, he's, yeah. A good, he's a great player. Not a good player. He's a great player. I'm just, I, just, I would prefer, I, like, I think it's just straight up looking at the box score and stats rather than, like, players I'd want on my team. Like, I think, like, when they literally have no one else scoring on that team, like, it's just, it's more meh, but I just feel like... But it's all NBA. I mean, it's all I, NBA I it. for this and I don't season. Think, and I get it. And I don't think he had that great of a season. He just put up a lot of numbers. He had a lot of numbers because he was the only one taking shots. But, like, the, like percentage-wise, he's not that close compared to all these other guys that I have. I'd rather have all these guys... I wonder I think what, all these guys dude, shoot, better, I wonder what his three-point percentage dude, is in years past because this 34% does not seem like what his career number would be from deep but he's still shooting he's shooting 0.1 percent 
less in terms of field goal percentage than Steph Curry. I mean, shooting 48%, same thing as Steph Curry. All right, but from three, bro, field it's goal. 8%. Like, that's yeah, I understand, I understand from three, but still, I mean, he's still shooting better than Devin Booker from three. You know, so it's like, how are you guys going to... Devin Booker I mean, didn't make my team I'm a huge either. Devin Booker. Devin Booker didn't and I'm make a, my team I mean, I'm the, he's not on my team either, but I'm saying like... I'm yeah, a huge Devin, Devin Booker, Booker didn't make my team saying, either, so that's why like... I, I just wanted to put winning players in this one, like one through three teams. And I'm not saying Bradley Beal isn't a winning player. It's just like, I'm... I just want this team to actually be good. And until he's on a good team, it's really hard for me to look at him and be like, yeah, you're one of the best guards. Not one of the best guards. You're like a top six guard in the NBA. I don't see him as that right now. I just look at like he's a really good scorer. He's like really good. I just think like like what like with Zion, I think he's doing like he's just it's not like oh you're it's you're the only scorer. You're just gonna put up numbers. Like Zion is shooting sixty one percent. Like I think Zion is just Zion. Like he's just this good. Where I think Bradley Beal putting up thirty plus points a game is partly because just there's no one else to do it. You know, like it's really just him and Russ and like a huge drop off between the third guys. So that's why Hachimura, Hibachi, baby. Like, He's like I said, a huge drop off between the second and third guys. So that's kind of why, like it's more of just like counting stats and raw numbers than the actual, like, I mean, you're not wrong. He's good. Like I'm not hating, but he's like, really fucking good. We can't keep just saying just, he's good. He's really yeah. good. Dude, averaging over 30 points a game in a season, the whole season. Yeah. And you guys are, and he gets it from like everywhere. Like, he, he gets mid range. He makes layups. I, my four guards, from my second team and third team guards, I think have all had better seasons and are on winning teams than Bradley. You want to talk about you want to talk about nitpicking? You're talking about the record not being included in this, but included for Zion because it's more like MVP. But you're saying CP3 is essentially with way worse stats is more important because of the record. I think he just had a better season. The way he's just played and he's brought he's clearly has made the team like win. Like I think like you do have to count winning to an extent. Like, when it is a bigger tiebreaker than this. If Bradley Beal was putting up, like, 40-plus percent from three, like Joe was saying, like, and, like, having like having Steph Curry numbers, I would I would put him in there. I just think, like, it's just not – he's not doing it for me. Bradley Beal is averaging almost double the amount of points as Chris Paul. I Come on, though, Abel. If you had a team – if you had a team, you're picking Bradley Beal before you're picking Chris Paul for this season? I don't know. For this season? Yeah. The Suns are the one seed, bro. In the, in, the, in, the, 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 regular, in the regular season. In the regular season. In the regular season. The Suns are the one seed. We had a better season. The, in the Suns are the one season, seed. In, in terms of the individual player, not the team. Dude. I mean, you guys are in saying. In terms of what individually Chris Paul has brought to this Suns team, he's delivered them the best record in the tougher conference. I'm taking Chris Paul. I'm not taking. With a way better team. I mean, they're good. McCall Bridges they're good, is a way but better But they were not a playoff team last year. The Wizards have that's not Bradley Beal. And... I know, but if you put Bradley Beal on this team, you think they're a one seed? You think Bradley Beal and Devin Booker get the one seed in the West? I don't think so. No, no it's way. like they're competing with each other in the same position. I know, but I'm just whereas I'm Chris just Paul saying, literally fits the exact role. Chris that they Paul need is like point guard. LeBron James. He's like James Harden. He's like he's like Jokic, dude. He gets everyone involved. Like you don't see the stats, but Chris, like you know this. We all fucking love Chris Paul. Like no, I know. I'm not. with you guys on that. I'm saying that's like, why I feel like Bradley Beal is straight up. This a stats is a straight. It's a little bit of empty calories, is what me and Brandon are trying to say. Yeah, that's basically he's amazing. He is a top five offensive player, hands down. No. And second team is a little high. I think I could have lived with third team, but I think second team over some of the guys, even the guys I have third team, I would have put in the second team over your boy. I just feel like, I don't know. He's been on a team that has not cared about defense for the last like three to four years. And I'm sorry, I do not see the same defensive intensity that I saw in Bradley Beal when him and John Wall were like going for the 
number one seed in the conference and taking the Hawks, like sweeping the Hawks in the playoffs. Like Bradley Beal was locked in, engaged, and playing good defense. And like, that is not this guy. So if he was giving it on the defensive end, I'd be like, you're right. He's giving it on both sides. The team just sucks. I just see him doing it on offense. I do not see him doing it on defense. Yeah, I mean, still getting over a steal a game. I know, but the best players get steals, you know? Like, it doesn't mean that he's a good defender is what I would say. Yeah, all right. Let's get let's get these forwards going. All right. First forward off uh, on that second team. I mean, I got Zion. First forward on the second team. Yeah, we already talked about him. I, mean, I got, I got Kawhi. Yeah, we already talked about him. Kawhi. Uh, Tatum is my second team. Wow. I, forward. Yo, you guys are making me feel dumb. I got Julius Randle here, dude. I did not even I didn't so this is was my t- toughest decision. I did not include Tatum on my on any of my teams. I got Tatum in here. I'm saying right now though, yeah. how do you guys not have Julius Randle on second team? So I got LeBron. LeBron didn't make the first team. Penal- penalty is you get to second team, not first team. So he's he's the second team. I think it's just there's no way I cannot have LeBron. I know. On, on, on the, on, do you guys Dude, not have LeBron at all? He didn't play any games, I'm with, He, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't make games. an all-NBA team for me, which Same is blasphemous. Same thing with Harden. Dude. Same thing with Harden. I don't have Harden, and I don't, no, have, I don't have Harden. They I honestly don't have games. Harden. I don't have Harden. By the end of the year, I think LeBron is going to play more games. In a shortened season, playing that little of games, it's just, I don't know. It's a it's a tough sell for me. So I didn't have LeBron and I didn't have Harden. And it's fucked up because they're the two, they're like, they could be one and two best players in the league, but they just, they miss too many games. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, I essentially excluded them. I mean, I wanted to include them both and their stats are there to include them. It's just, they're just not playing enough games. I mean, I said pre-injury, LeBron had to play pretty much all the games for the rest of the season. For me to consider him for all NBA, and clearly that's for sure not going to happen. So, you know, I'm out on him, and that's why I had to throw Tatum on there. I mean, Tatum's having a really good year. Just came off Player of the Week. You know, like he's he's having a great he's having a great season so far. So, I, and don't get me wrong, Randall's on here too, but nice. I just think like Tatum. I mean, it might be a little bit more of favoritism in his game mm-hmm. than Randall, mm-hmm. but. I just I th- I think he's he's taken that turn into being one of the elite forwards in the league. For sure. I I just had to give Randall the nod because the Knicks have been one of the best stories this season. I mean, they're the fourth seed right now. Every week, I mean, even on this podcast, bro, when we talked about are the Knicks not going to make the playoffs or are the Knicks going to make a run for it, you know? Like we all were like, yeah, I hope bad they takes explode. No, it wasn't even a bad, bad take, explodes. bro. That was the right take. Nobody trusted this team and it's it's been really cool to see them be consistent, put it all together. Derrick Rose is plus like 118 in all the minutes that he's played. Like they're just getting the most out of everybody on their team. So, and Randall is a big part of that. Randall is their best player. I mean, career numbers across the board, 24 points per game, 10.3 rebounds, six assists, a steal. The biggest thing, 42% from 42, three after. Yeah, I was going to say, you're burying not the even lead. Coming close. That was like, you're going to lead into that, right? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> the 42%. I, I have Randall as my, on my third team, but that's why I, I, it was between Randall and Tatum. And I had to give it the edge to Randall just because his shooting numbers are basically identical to Tatum, which is just insane. So, like, yeah. and, like, he's just, like, grown to be a pretty good defender, too, this year. Like, his yep. passing is, like, BAM level. Like, he just does everything yes. he do- needs to do on a court. Like, it's hard. Like, it's a good art. Like, this would have been crazy to say last year, but it is Towns or Randall better? Like, you know, like. I'm That's taking Julius Randle, dude. I I don't even think it's an argument. I'm taking Julius Randle. What he's done for his this defense, year. honestly, for for his defense. What he's yeah. done this year. Decision making. His yeah. scoring is pretty close now. Like I said, forty two percent is like 
in that's cat level, you know, like yeah. like cat's been the only guy that's could shoot like close to forty percent as a like a big guy. So that's why like for Randall get to this, we'll see if it sustains like every year now. But I think this year, like Randall just had an insane year. He, he yeah, he made my third team. It's a hand and glove fit with Tibbs, and I feel like fingers crossed, man. As long as this dude doesn't get hurt, as long as Tibbs doesn't work him to death, like this this guy's gonna be the man in New York for the next three to five years. All right, so did you guys hit both of your uh Second team forwards? Yeah. All right. Who you Once got? Once again, y'all got me feeling crazy. Picking with my heart. Jimmy, James, Buckets, Butler. So Jimmy Jimmy made my my third team. So this, again. You made my third team so as well. So be, between yeah. Randall, Butler, and Tatum, it was really tough trying to come up with like two out of those three. He's putting up 21 and a half points per game, two steals a game, seven assists a game, seven boards, 86.5% from the free throw line, getting eight free throws a game. We know he always is great at drawing contact and getting to the line. The three-point percentage is nuts. What would you guys guess Jimmy Butler is shooting It's like 20%, three? yeah. He's shooting 20 it. fucking percent, dude. So dude, he doesn't right. even bad, need a three-point shot. But the he thing, doesn't even still, need it. Look, it doesn't look matter. Look at his PR. His PR yeah. accounts for this terrible shooting, and yet he still is like fifth in the league in PR, significantly yeah. higher than Tatum. And like PR, right. you could it, it could be a flaw set, but I think it's probably the closest stat to actually showing like what a good player is. And yeah. like Butler just is one of the most like, all-around players who just does everything on the court like besides shooting obviously but just getting his assists like like he's had games like this and stretches but to put a whole season together of getting being like seven and seven just shows that he's just like like one thing that he said in a podcast where he like that like famous uh or infamous practice that he had at the Timberwolves game where like he called everyone out he actually said later that he didn't even score at all that whole practice all he did a was get rebounds guy. and get assists and just play defense. Like he said, he's just everywhere. Better. He gets score at all. And that's why like, he really is just taking that mantra of just being like, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to win games. And if it's scoring today, if it's passing day, if it's getting boards, if it's playing defense, like I just feel like he makes his team better. And like, yeah, I had a reward. Every team this he's year. been on. Every team is he's very much like Chris Paul like that, where you just put him on a team and they win. It's, I don't a, think it's like intangible a stuff where it's like it doesn't yep. quite show up in the stats besides PR. Like I think PR is like one of the closest things where it accounts for like your plus and minus and your stats and everything, just what you do on the court that helps you win. So that's why I like like Randall and Tatum are really good. I gave the slightest for Randall to over Tatum, but I had to give Butler the edge over Tatum. Yep. Yeah, Tatum. Yeah, he's on my third team. Tatum's on my third third team. So we just flip flopped. I mean, what you said about Tatum, he's he's taking the leap as a scorer where he he went for fifty two weeks ago or last week. So that's why he won that player of the week. Sixty, dude. The week after, he went for fifty and then went sixty the week after. Like the dude is like no, he he broke he broke the Celtics record for most points in three games. Yeah. So, which is crazy in the story in the storied franchise of the Boston Celtics. Every white guy in Boston just started crying, but it's okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also, I mean, Jimmy Butler, pretty much the only superstar with uh, three uh, steal percentage over three percent. So, out of you know three percent of the opponent's possessions, ended with him getting a steal. Bro. Just only Matisse and the, your boy TJ McConnell. Like guys that are, are role players that have nothing Grinders. to focus yeah. on and only use their energy trying to get steals, basically. Where like like yeah. Butler's doing this while also still running the offense, basically. Like Yeah. Yeah. And while getting a usage percentage of over twenty five percent. You know you know what the McConnell's and Matisse's are? <laughs> nine and fi- and fourteen. Or nine and fifteen essentially, you yeah. know? So that's the big difference. And cause he's putting that he doesn't he is so good. 
while distributing his effort into every asset of the game besides three points. Just whatever the team needs. Yeah. So he, yeah. he was he I could not make the second team without him. So all right, let's let's move over to center position. Yeah. It's Joel Embiid. Center position, I mean Embiid. Yeah. Yep. Do we really have to say much? Dude's a beast. We've been highlighting him all year. I mean, if he didn't get injured, he would have made this uh, MVP race definitely interesting. It's really just the passing out of the post and his three-point shooting getting up to 37%. Those are the only two things this guy needed to do to get better. And now that he's done it, I mean, if Jokic doesn't and exist... And just effort. I mean, offensively, he's always had everything in his bag, but like, it's not like he puts it together for a whole game and for a whole yeah. season, you know? Yeah. So like, for him to be like one of the higher scorers in the league, for a whole season, like shows that he's been putting in effort every game and staying in shape. And on the defensive side too, yeah, like he just like he just cared. He just showed like he cared more, which I don't yep. think he hasn't cared. But like I think he just showed he's putting more of an effort this year. So yeah, there were those reports that he had a child in the off season, and like shit, man, that just makes you look at stuff differently, you know. So I feel like his priorities got straightened out, and he just knew like, all right, no more Dude, fucking Fred Van Vliet turned into Michael Jordan, like yeah, after man, he had he a kid Freddy. in the middle of the playoffs. So. Straight up. He was a victim of Freddy Krueger, Van Fleet. So, yeah, I, he yeah, yeah. he knows firsthand what that's like. So, yeah. It's called a little bit of biology, dude. Read up on it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, undeniable. And, honestly, like like you guys said, relatively speaking, he's been relatively healthy. You know, right. It's just like if, if, if Jokic wasn't, he didn't play every single game, I mean, he would be pretty healthy, and he's done enough. I mean, the thing is, considered. going through these rankings, I think it shows that, like, almost every player has missed, like, some time this year, honestly. Oh, for sure, missed some time, yeah. That's why Jokic is, like, that's the big, honestly, one of the bigger things as to why it's so unanimous for MVP is that he's missed zero games. Yeah. That's, you know, that's hard to it's hard to say or argue against. Um, but, I mean, on the third team, we've pretty much been highlighting everyone that's on our third team because we've got them flip-flopped. Uh, I got two players that we haven't mentioned Donovan Mitchell is my other guard. Yep, I have on the third yep. team. So he was a guy that that I felt bad leaving off. I really wanted to. I just again, I mean, this could be recency bias. I think the 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 recent injury was like kind of made it just like easier to like choose the guys I chose. But yes. I I didn't feel good about leaving Donovan off. He was definitely like who'd I would. You, who'd you who'd you put? So I have Kyrie as a. I do My as first well. guard on the third team. Yeah, his numbers, like I said, they're pretty close to Steph Curry numbers. He's missed some games too. He's been like just the whole Nets team has just been all over the place. I think he just like needs to make like one of the Nets needs to make it this team. I think Kyrie's just he's played the most games for like out of KD and Harden, and his numbers are just insane. So that's why I I just have Kyrie here. I gave him the edge, but I don't know if you gave Donovan over at Kyrie, it's not I wouldn't be that mad over it. It's honestly, I mean, those are the two where it was, like, so close. I mean, Donovan slightly played more games, but I, I didn't even take the, like, games played into account. It's just... Especially over the next, like, if Donovan doesn't come back, they're going to play around the same yeah. amount of games anyways. They were going to play around the same. That's what I'm saying. I didn't really take that into account. It's just like, yeah, the, the Jazz are playing so well, and Donovan's obviously, like, one of the biggest catalysts. I want to reward the Jazz, almost, and, like, Donovan as a team, just for the team success. But yeah. I just felt like looking at the numbers, I had to give to Kyrie. Because it's like not like they're not winning either. Like he's been a pretty big part of them winning too. So that's why. For sure. But it's also like when Harden was playing, I mean, I felt like Harden was almost more of a catalyst than Kyrie. And I maybe maybe that's a fault of mine to use that against Kyrie because Kyrie is having a great year too. Look, look at these but, numbers though. He's 27 points a game, 50% from the field, at, like which is better than Steph as a from a guard position. Fifty percent from the field as a guard is insane, and he's also averaging thirty eight from the three, and he's ninety two percent from free throw. Like he's about to hit this fifty forty ninety club at twenty seven points, 
like a game. Like I think it's just Kyrie's like having an insane offensive year this year. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm not hating on it at all, man. That's him and Levine were probably the two hardest ones that I felt. Bad it was a little snubbing. easier not considering Levine just because like the missed games. Yeah, he's sort of yeah. the Bradley Beal like. It's missed games. Hasn't really. It's like they're not winning. So it's. But he's, he's gonna. End, he's gonna end up playing. He's gonna end up playing more games than probably Kyrie. I just think Kyrie Beal, had a better or season. Levine. Yeah, I I would say Beal, Levine, and Booker are all three in that tier of like they are. They could have made this spot, but they just missed it. And I wanted to reward winning, and that's why I put Mitchell and Kyrie in these two guard spots. So yeah. So, so you guys haven't talked about my other second guard then. Who's that? Paul George. That's another guy. I felt bad summer. So I actually had Kyrie first, and then it was really between Paul George and Donovan Mitchell. Look at Don. Like Don, Paul George's numbers are just better offensively. He's averaging three less points, but that's also because he plays with Kawhi Leonard, so he's just a second scorer. But he's averaging three less points on significantly better like percentages, and he's definitely the better defender. So that's why to me, like. It's kind of hard to uh, to put Donovan over Paul George in this situation. 23 points on he's 47% from the field on 41%, basically 42% from 3. So like he's just insane offensively this year and like I said, he's just a good defender. He, he hasn't been putting the effort in on a super consistent basis every game because him and Kawhi are both trying to save it and they've been all turning so good offensively, it's just hard to, for, to go 100% like that, but I just think like I gave it to Paul George over Donovan, which again was hard for me to do. But like I said, Paul George is having a really good year this year. No, I'm with you, man. Honestly, when I first made the list, he was on my second team, and then the more I thought about it, I like slowly just moved him down, and he ended up not making it just because I was like, I got to put Jimmy in there, I got to put Donovan, I got to put you know Bradley Beal was kind of like that last like wild card pick where I was like, man, I just can't fault him for when he's scoring thirty plus points a game. But there, there's my argument again, though. Like, you sw- switched Paul George with Bradley Beal. Are they, like, are the Clippers better, yeah. you know? And I don't I think don't Bradley Beal's putting up 30 points a game with Clip with the Clippers, you know? Like, he's probably close to what Paul George is doing now because, like, Kawhi's going to be my number one. That's, like, I feel like Paul George being the number two option, I think, is a big part Kawhi of it. Kawhi and Bradley Beal would be a sick team, dude. Kawhi and, and I'm working with the season that we got. I'm working with the season in front of me, man. I'm not, you know, yeah. like... Sure, like it maybe all time or like for futures, like it- volume is a big part of it though. Is what I'm saying. It's like when you get the opportunity to put up more shots, you're gonna put up more numbers. But like, are those actually are those? Good? Does that make you a better player? Is what I'm saying. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, is Bradley Beal the better player than Paul George this year? And I like I, I get it because of the numbers, but besides the like like passing or scoring numbers, because like I said, because he just had more shots, I would just say like Paul George has done everything better on the court this year, but. Everyone hates Paul George. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not hating on it. I'm not hating on it. All right, let's wrap it up though. Last center. This one was also kind of hard, actually. Was it um, though? I mean, I got, I got Bam, but I did feel bad leaving Rudy off the list. That was another guy where like, he's got like one of the best win shares in the league. Bam is a more better overall player. Rudy's probably the slightly better defender. At least the advanced stats say Rudy's a better defender. But I think Bam is just. Way better offensively, like both scoring and like and passing wise. Like it's not even like he's a great scorer, but like he just could do what he needs to do. So I just I gave it to Bam. I, I mean you're not wrong. It is like Rudy's definitely the his fourth, you know, center. But I had to give it to Bam for sure. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, I gave it to Bam. I gave it to Bam. But I mean, I think 
Rudy is definitely an honorable mention. That he's definitely worth an honorable mention just, for sure. Yeah, that we shouldn't just like gloss over and say it's not worthy. I mean, number two in in terms of win shares this season, behind behind only the MVP or likely MVP, and number one in defensive win shares. All right, well, Pull that's up. a wrap. I actually didn't get to bring up Middleton because I felt bad now that we said Paul George. I feel like if I would have thought about Paul George as a forward, I would have put him in over Middleton. But, I mean, I don't know, man. Middleton just does everything. He, Dude, he guarded KD yesterday against the Nets, and he shut down KD a couple so possessions. So do you have Tatum on your list? I do have Tatum. I don't have you Zion. Have right? I didn't, it's basically you don't have Zion. Zion. You don't have Zion? You have Middleton over Zion. Zion. All right. Are the Bucks better with Middleton? Who had the better year? Middle, Zion had the better year than the Middleton, bro. Like, let's get real here, dude. <laughs> I mean, Zion definitely had the better, like, statistical year in terms of efficiency. All right. It's I just not think even statistical. What, he had the better year. Like, I feel like, like – I'm putting Middleton up here for being a two-way player on a top three team in the East. And he's gotten better every year. And he's not going to make another All-NBA team, whereas I know Zion is going to make more All-NBA teams. Zion's gotten better every year, too. Yeah, dude. but you can't, you can't just say, oh, I'm going to give it to him. I'm not, you can't just give it to him because, like, oh, this is his only chance and I got to give it to him. You know? And he's having a really fucking good year. He's having a good year, but he, he's having an All-NBA year? Is he having an All-NBA year? I mean, year? 20 points per game, five and a half assists, a steal, six that boards. That is a pretty good year. That's a good year. 90%. Sure. Are you gonna, are, are, 42.5% from three. That's like one of the worst all-NBA teams or stat lines I feel like you'll see, bro. Like besides Chris Paul, I think 25 Chris Paul and like, 5 on 40% from three, 90% from the free throw line, and 48% from the field. That is – he's basically a 50-40-90 guy. Like that's not bad numbers. I don't know. That's not like – there's definitely been an all-NBA player with similar stat line. To 20 points a game? Dude, no. 20 points a game is nothing, bro. Ah. <sighs> 20 points a game is nothing now? I don't know, man. It's good for all NBA, I think. For all NBA, man. Obviously. It's, I'm with you, Brandon. Like, it's like, Zion it's, should he's like be on here. that Tobias Harris. He's like on that Tobias no, Harris. No, he's better than Tobias Harris. They're close, he's though. He's better than Tobias Harris. They're close, No, he's though. not. He's a better defender than Tobias Harris. Sabonis. I can actually count on he's a better player than Sabonis, too. I don't know. I just value him very highly compared to you guys, I guess. I think he's a good two-way player. You, you've always, you've always, you've always been a hard. Man. I have, so that's why I said I I'm picked just like you look at his PER. He's got an 18 PER or not? Yeah, 18 PER, dude. I feel like that would probably by far the like worst of like you look at everyone of the all 15 guys that we all have listed. The 45 guys, I bet you that's probably the worst one. No, he's so he's my weakest argument. one. He's my weakest one, and he's the dude I added to replace Luca being a forward. So I'm not going to act like I fucking spent hours thinking of this. I was just like, eh, Middleton's my guy. He's putting up a great stat line. I think Zion should be here. He could be here, obviously, with the numbers that he put up. But I just went with winning. I mean, hey, man. I I didn't like the argument that Abel gave, but I could respect it at least. Be like, are you going to penalize him for the first team? <laughs> it's like, all right, whatever. I get that. Even though I think he had the better year in Kawhi, I can at least get that argument. You leaving him off your list and putting Middleton, bro, is... The hottest take of this whole exercise, I'm gonna say. I, no, it's dude. It might be the hottest take of the whole season, dude. The whole podcast and season. You're de- it's definitely Middleton, on brand, though. Like Abel said, you yeah, been, man, come on. You've been hyping up Middleton all year, but I just I didn't think you would actually go this far with the yeah. bit, I, dude. Pure politician, dog. yeah. Pure politician fits your narrative. Yes, dude. You're like Middleton Bucks winning the whole thing. I mean, Coach Bud. I actually had Joe Ingles in running for this. Spot. Oh my god! Like, no, I just no, feel like the I'm winning. Not. All right, well, that's a wrap. <laughs> well, that's another episode of Ball It Ain't a Hobby. 
thank you for joining us. It's been mad fun. You know, we out here having fun. That's the whole thing. That's the whole exercise. Catch us on YouTube. New video coming up soon. Follow us on all the socials. And catch you on the next one. Peace.